0: All this additional burnout since COVID, I wonder if there is other underlying reasons like working remote and that it's bad for burnout.
1: I'll say this. I'm sure it is because it's change. Yeah. Right? And so we haven't really quite figured out how to live in that world, but I think overall skipping a 45-minute drive on 470 is not a bad thing. (laughs) Maybe at 5 o'clock, here's another commitment we can make. Five o'clock. We should be done with work. Five thirty, whenever it is. Me and you will go get in our car, drive to the nearest car parked on the street, sit behind it, honk at it, <laughs>
2: yell at it
1: for twenty-five yeah. minutes, and then go park back in our driveway.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they could see gestures <laughs> at yeah. the windshield. Yeah. Let's
1: go. Welcome back to boardroom in the basement. This is Brett, along with Ben and Taylor. We're here to talk about burnout today. Hope you enjoy the show. If you like it, please support us by visiting boardroom.fm or leaving us a review. Feedback is a gift. Let's get started. Game, game,
2: game. The way that I started thinking about our burnout topic was just, you know, kind of try to take the filters off and, you know, write down what I how I felt about it and um, things that I, I, you know, kind of just, you know, encountered with the the concept of burnout.
1: Take the filters off. Describe what you mean there.
2: Yeah. So burnout is bad. Um, (laughs) I don't like it. I've, I, and I've also actually, um, experienced it most recently here too. So it's like very fresh concept in my mind. I got a lot of like, you know, very fresh ideas and thoughts around, yeah, preventing it. And Making sure it doesn't happen for for me, but also like the people around me too, right? It's not just something that I've encountered. My partner encounters it almost on a regular basis now. Right. My initial thought off the bat is we're we're too desensitized to it being a normal thing, and it's all around us, and it shouldn't be. And there's a lot of complexities that go into burnout that extend beyond the workplace. And so I yeah really excited to talk about it with you all today and get your takes on it and. But yeah, like my general feel is we we've got to do something about it because there's too much of it around us.
1: Gotcha. Ben, what what are your thoughts?
2: Um,
0: <laughs> that was well stated, and I and yeah, that was the 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 fir, the one of the very first things I thought of is I was like, holy cow, like this is burnout is not an employee problem; it's a people problem. Yeah. Like
1: I think like a. Uh- a society problem yeah.
0: yeah i mean and uh, you know and almost i mean not not trying to go too big or cor- you know but like like a human problem or, or at least like i said you know united states i can't talk for all nations and but i mean i i i look at this and i'm like like my kids and i think of like you know between school and sports and social media and friends and and parents two thoughts were i think a lot of people are experiencing burnout yep. of, of all ages and mm-hmm. working on you know. And then the second thing is that so I would surmise that a lot of people don't even know that they're in it mm. or, or that they are in it or experiencing burnout.
1: I agree. I think my initial thought was Ben. Something you were just alluding to is this is not isolated at work. No. Burnout is not a work thing. It is everything in your life throwing shit at you and and you trying to get out of the way. So it's a a dance of of just trying to stay afloat necessarily. So,
2: yep. I would love to break down like the different ways burnout looks and something that I'll, I guess, tease in, in part of my thoughts are it's not proportional to like the amount of time that you spend on anything, right? I think there's this notion that hey, I, I work 80 hours a week and it's it's so much and I've got all this responsibility or things to do and it's just more than I can manage in a week, right? And that is a form of burnout, but Brett, knowing your situation and even even situations I've been in, in the past, I've burnt out on like a regular 40 hour a week or even something less, right? Like I'll, it, it's not necessarily proportional to just the amount of time that takes, like it looks and forms differently. And I think it, to your point, to what we've all said, it's, it's integrated with your life. It's not yeah. just work. It's, it's everything else that's happening. So,
1: so then from, from that angle, then what, how would you define burnout? Because when I, when I look at it, I, I don't necessarily know that I could burn out in 40 weeks. I could mm-hmm. get really tired mm-hmm. and be, have zero productivity for a week. Right. And I don't know that I would define that burnout. So mm-hmm. I, what do you think the definition is, or that's at least a, what is your definition?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Actually, you know, because I don't think I've actually, you know, put put words to it. Because it's a feeling for me, yep. and to try to put words to it, it's waking up and your soul's already crushed. Like, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like burnout. <laughs> and and here's the again, kind of the the personal bit for me. But like, I I recently just left a job where I mean, that's literally what was happening. I was going to bed, stressed about the stuff that I had to do and the timelines that were imposed upon me. And and they weren't even ridiculous. They were, they were and they weren't even out of control or behind, right? It was just, I went to bed, you know, I'm like, okay, I just got to do all this stuff tomorrow and this and that and whatever. And I'd wake up and I'd be thinking about it and I wouldn't be excited about it. I think that was a very key element. And that's where kind of the soul crush comes in. It's like, I've got all this stuff to do and I've got all these deliverables that I've got to pass on to other teams, you know, so I want to be a good teammate. So there's no way I can just half ass it or anything. And and I'm generally not one to half ass anything. And so just feeling I had to bring my whole put put all this effort, and energy, and focus into something that I didn't care about that was taking up time in my brain that I didn't want to, you know, for it to be there. I couldn't like kind of compartmentalize it and turn it off. So you know I I'm really bad at that. I actually realized I had a conversation with a friend earlier this weekend. Like I'm not one of those people who can just my work day is done. I'm going to go home to my family, and I'm going to, you know live that life. And then when tomorrow comes around, I'll just flip it back on. Like it's always with me. And so, in much shorter words, I guess burnout is what invades your 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 personal comfort zone or your 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 psyche when you don't want it to, right? It's like a loss of control almost over, how you're trying to be like a human being in any situation. No.
1: How about you, Ben? What's your definition?
0: Well, I'm going to first read what the WHO Mm. finds as burnout. Uh, It's a state of vital exhaustion. Vital Vital exhaustion. exhaustion. Yes. So Life is being sucked out of you. Chew on that for a second. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, wow, that's a... That sounds really scary to me. <laughs> I read that and I'm like, wow. Yeah. I would say, you know, for for me personally, and listening to what you're what, what's happening to you and what has happened to me in the both both professionally and personally, mm-hmm. I think burnout is when the for lack of a better term, the stress stress starts to affect your decision making and ability to do things. Mm-hmm. Your function. That's, yeah. That's that's kind of how I would describe burnout. I think, mm. you know, cause we all, uh, most people, I feel like have, have almost too much on their plate. Right. Yep. And then you, you're kind of going through that. And in some ways you're like, oh man, I'm you know, working hard and doing this. But, but then once you start either skipping things mm-hmm. or pushing them out or, you know, just saying, yep, I'm can't do this. I think that's when, for me, like that's the definition of a burnout is when it, uh, all, all that life gives you starts to negatively uh, impact what you're and, and I'm going to say this very specifically what you're doing. Yeah. I mean there's always you you can never get rid of all stress. And and some stress is good. But when it starts to have an impact. Yep. That's
2: that's so important and just to double down on that when you feel like we all have ways of managing our stress, right? And I I, I have my own too. Right? I like to, like to stay fit and exercise, and that's a stress management technique I have. And when I'm stressed out during my stress management thing, right, because I'm thinking about the thing or it's in the way, that's a good sign that you're probably burning out. Yeah.
1: My view, I've thought about this probably way too much, but it, if I look at this at some sort of ebbing of flowing of stress and whatnot, I honestly feel like when you start to burn out, it's when you don't have energy to do the things that can fill your cup again, right? So you start actually like losing ground on, on making forward progress for anything. And I think that's your function, Ben, right? So, yeah. mm-hmm. so it, you just get so overwhelmed that you're just not making progress in the right direction anymore and you're slipping mm-hmm. backwards. And then to top that off, now you're starting to dig a hole. Yep. Getting out of that becomes part of the stress, yep. right? And it just starts compounding uh, all over the place. So yeah, definitely experienced that. Probably my time at Ticketmaster, we were implementing some governance uh, on our a data warehouse for CCPA, mm-hmm. which is a data protection act that California enacted. And it was just working with people... Working overseas um, in the U.S., so many hours across the day, couldn't function at home with my mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. And then you know, it's it's one of those things where sometimes you just start staring at the screen, and you don't even you can't even take that next step forward. Right? Can't even. Yeah. This was a really cool topic, and and I know I've been burnt out before. I actually feel myself burning out right now mm-hmm. at work. I don't even know how to describe it. So sometimes it's there's a lot of extra stuff at home, right? Mm-hmm. So the the family's stress. We just had a dog. Almost died. I had to jump through hoops to to get the right medicine, and that becomes then a financial issue. And it started compounding at home. That affected work, but that wasn't the main reason. I think, and it, it's really hard to identify those sources of burnout or what's like the main contributors. And I think. For myself, that's the areas that I've been trying to really identify. I know that there's a model called WISER. I don't know if you guys have heard of this model. No. Um, but it's it's more about emotional intelligence and how to recognize when things are going wrong. Watch, interpret, select, engage, and reflect. And reflect. And reflect, yeah. So yeah. there's an article on The Big Think about the WISER model. And mm. I know about mindfulness. I know you're supposed to stop and, and take note of things going on, but sometimes stopping it's really hard to put yourself in a space to actually again move forward from this right and then throwing a model on top of that is like yeah hey, use the w- wiser model right now apply that'll, w- the wiser uh, yeah it'll feel good and
0: I, I think a lot of people aren't aware right or or they or actually and one thing I was just thinking of as you were talking about that um like I don't know that I'm always self aware of what's happening, and then it also gets masked with something else, right? Like you know, just like when when somebody quits a job, oh, wh- why'd you quit? Oh, they were they were screwing me on my paycheck. Oh, they're they're asking me to work too much, or right. my boss, says. my boss's a jerk. It, th- those might all be reasons, but at the end of the day, it it was you know probably a, a large. You know, bucket of reasons mm-hmm. that comes in again I, I bet a lot of people don't even know what they're experiencing is instead of just being angered at working too much they're actually angered at burnout which is a you know again as we kind of talked about maybe a a sense of letting the stress affect you there's got to be a different way to word that because of course the stress affects you but it, like
1: you're you're saying there's breadcrumbs along the way that yeah. you actively ignored, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah. And well or, or and 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 even if you didn't or maybe didn't
2: know it
1: all. Not actively ignored. Yeah.
2: yeah, but just you you didn't even know. Yeah. Well, I think instead of yeah, whether you don't do or don't ignore it, is it too normalized? Like I, I just keep going back to that that feeling of hey, feeling the stress is is just part of life you know, oh, I've got I've had this job, or I maybe I, I want to be promoted, or I want to uh, advance my career, right? So it's almost like you, you know, people who have that mentality, you know, put that on their shoulders, in the context of you have a family, you have a life, that's not just work, um, you've got issues that come up, you know, you know, pets and family, like, all these things are, are all part of it. And so like, how much do you think the situation is just people expect it? And whether they call it burnout or or not, just accept it as a part of life. And I think that's kind of the crux of what we want to, you know, get to the core of it, right? It's like, should we? Is it okay? Like, and is there anything coming out of that? Or like, do we really need to find ways to essentially rewire ourselves and and our, our people and our businesses to not think that this is an acceptable way of being? Oh.
1: This leads into, I don't want to call it a rabbit hole because it's its just a lot of great topics mm-hmm. kind of packed into one area because mm-hmm. from the perspective that I'm hearing right now, it's, we have to be better at identifying when it's coming and then alleviating whatever the source of that is, or being more empathetic to other people going through it. And I think that's, that's missing for sure these days. And I know, as like a, a middle level manager, you know, I you get pressure from the top and mm-hmm. and the bottom, and it's almost impossible to 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 eliminate those, all the sources that it can be coming from. So, what without somebody actively working on your behalf, your boss, you know, who is probably going through their own shit, right? Yep. Like yeah. it's this nasty cycle. On top of that, the business still needs to get run mm-hmm. and. And I don't want to start that topic now, but this is into performance management and how that really does not matter when it comes to allowing for burnout yep. or failure. Yep. Performance management is not
0: a framework that's going to work for any of that stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah. totally. Um, I, Brett, I really liked what you touched on about that. There's a, also a really good chance that your, your boss, CEO, HR person, is also experiencing some type of burnout. Yeah. The, really, the big question there is work has to go on. You know, take it from a, your private part of life, right? I mean, you you have to still show up for your family. Yeah.
2: Got to pick your kids still, up from school. You know, you, you've gotta still got to do dinner. that stuff. So there, <laughs> there
0: is no like, hey, this is, we're going to go to, you know, a month retreat to get rid of burnout. Mm-hmm. So then the question I'd like to ask you guys is that I don't think there's a like a solution, like a, hey, do this to get out of burnout. Mm-hmm. So then how do you tackle burnout? I mean, what, what are some of the, what are some of the tools or technique, you know, some of the things that people can do to recognize burnout,
1: right. Mm-hmm.
0: Address it, you know, get, get some help for it and, and start to, you know, recover from it. And then, you know, then also like a lot of mental health issues then to, how do we help ourselves from getting back to that state again? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's really it too, right? Like mental health. Yeah, And, and I like the solution angle. The rough part is, is some micro stress happens, just one, and it's not enough to get you near the edge. Mm -hmm. At some point you've reached your ability to cope. And I would say that's probably the start of burnout, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I would argue if you're just recognizing burnout at that point, it's already too late because the work to climb out is greater than it was addressing some of the problems at the very beginning. Two things there, I think, again if you if you just wait too long it's a different problem that's why i like the total leadership model and we'll share links in the in the show notes but it it kind of addresses all angles of your life so you can proactively stop it from happening and i think that's the only way for some reason i mean probably in the last 2 weeks i know i've come home from work and just snapped at one of my kids immediately mm-hmm. just because you know the tv's on they're talking to me something's going on in the kitchen the dogs are barking and very quickly i i don't even know how to cope with the the current world around me yep and i'm like can everybody just please stop i, ha- I have to go upstairs for, for a minute and i'm like like holy crap what just happened to me
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i love that you bring up the total leadership model and i think we've all said it burnout is an integrated thing right and and again, this is a bit into your rabbit hole, Brett. Of there's so many topics here, but what I'm when I'm trying to get across is, it's it's not it's it's funny that it's always when burnout is brought up, it's always in this context of work, right? But you're right, it's it's everything. It's just everything around you. And the the thing that I like to, I think I think it actually comes from the total leadership model. If not, it's something that's been that I've read or that we've experienced or kind of dove into um in the past. But it's pushing back against the term work life balance right i and i really like that i i can't i'll have to find where i read that and we'll have to share it as well but pushing it back against the concept again of compartmentalizing you have work and you have life and they should be in balance and no it's like we need to find a way to integrate it and I think why the the work comes up as the, the theme, even with recognition of that, it's because it's like one of the things that's honest, it's like so important, but it's, all, it's actually kind of at the bottom of the list if you, if you think about it, right? right? Like your kids, your family, like your pets, your own mental well-being, right? All these things, in my opinion, should rank above what's happening at your job, right? Your career is really important. And what you do with your career should be fulfilling. And it's, I mean, it's something that's super important to me. Like, like I don't actually have kids. I've got pets. But the thing that I've been wrestling with, again, my most current bout of burnout is what's really important to me. You know, I, I've got privileges that have let me push work away for a little bit. But it's, it's allowed me to tap into, oh, shit, I appreciate my relationship, right? I like being able to do this with y'all. Like, I'd much rather spend energy and, and stress, right? Like, if I have a stress bucket... I want to invest my stress bucket into doing stuff that's this and fulfilling and meaningful. And I would love for my workplace to to, uh, to understand that and recognize that and mesh into that. And that's going to allow me to show up a lot better to, to, to fulfill the missions of the organization, right? Like, Because that's, that's the thing that's got to happen. That's important. But it shouldn't come at the expense of... What else is happening, right? Shouldn't be a balancing act. It should be how do you weave this into everything else that is important to you.
1: One of my first thoughts when you said this earlier, you you had a friend that can compartmentalize work. Yep, I'm not that person either. And my first thought was, man, he must have a perfect home life, <laughs> right? If you can actually cut out of work, then everything must be great where you're going. And my life is messy. I, be honest right who's, So'
2: who's isn't yeah, know, they all are
1: I cannot keep one from affecting the other. it's yeah. just not going to happen yeah. And sometimes I think I'm not pushing myself hard enough if I'm not feeling stressed out and I think that's something that, that work puts on us from a, a, a pressure point which is part of the problem also in, in a lot of cases and I want to go back to, to this from a if I worked in a chicken plant, What does this look like Mm. versus, you know, I'm an information worker. Right. And I still feel like I don't get enough time to sit down and just think about what I'm doing. And I, Mm -hmm. I should get paid to think. I mean, that's, that's what I'm, what I'm getting paid for. Mm. And I get paid for dealing with stress. Maybe I don't know. Mm.
0: I can't speak for everyone, but I I think that probably a lot of us have the ability to sit and think and be mindful that this is something that I do. Sometimes instead of allowing myself that quiet moment, I pick up the phone or I look for the next task or email or to-do list item instead of saying, instead of getting, you know, like, 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 you know, you, you, end a call early, right? Somebody's good. All right, guys, I'm going to give you 23 minutes of your day back, Mm -hmm. you know, right. And, uh, go get them. And instead of saying, Hey, I've got 23 minutes that I can now take. And focus and think, and and free, f- free form think about work or whatever. We what do we do? We take that extra twenty three minutes and we jump to the or that's what I do. I jump to the next thing. Yep. yep. And yep. so I, I think there has to be a lot of I think there has to be ownership taken a reckoning. Right? Oh yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think. I mean. I, I think we have to take you know as a, as an employee have to take ownership of that. And you know and and, and again I. As we're all trying to figure this stuff out i mean that your boss isn't always going to you know or, or supervisors or whatever or, or you know a, a top line management is not always going to even be able to give you the best way to do that right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean you know because because it just doesn't work out for everyone the same way right well hey take take 30 minutes monday morning and you know like like meditate but you know that that's not always realistic so i'm, I'm not sure I I really like what you
1: just said there. I will commit to you guys that this week I, at some point will tell my team just in the morning, make sure sometime in the middle of the day, you go for a walk, you get up from your chair Mm -hmm. and get away from, get away from the desk for a little bit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Don't take your phone either. Right. Leave your phone at your desk or turn it off. Right. And
1: what's our instructor, Carrie Plemons, he always talked about the shower,
2: right? Like that's Mm. where your best ideas
1: (laughs) come from because you're. You don't have anything bugging you. You're just in there with shampoo.
2: And even that, right? Like, so I love what you said, Brett, because I think it's, and and Ben, you you were the one who brought the original point. It's so easy to jump to the next thing or bring out your phone to distract yourself, right? So and and what made me think of that is like I take my phone in the shower sometimes. It's waterproof. <laughs> it's a great time to listen to podcasts. Like <laughs> do you really? I do. I really do. And I, I try not. I try to take those moments to be mindful. You have a because, chair in there or something? And no, I just you know it's like there's a little slot up on the wall, kind of away from the water, so it's not getting doused, you know. And yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So but you're not active. Like
1: swiping in the shower, I don't know what the <laughs> term is exactly.
2: Sometimes I gotta, you know, Personal. skip the ads, you know. And All right. I, no, I'm just teasing. But I think to, I guess, you say to merge these points, I think it's important for for leaders, right? And I think to to maybe bring us into this this area of like, okay, hey, how are we gonna talk to our listeners and to folks who maybe are in positions of leadership or to do something, or even as an individual employee, right? Like, what can we do about this? I think. The top, the top line item is like culture, right? What is the culture that hopefully your whole organization is living, right? In terms of are they, are your leaders behaving and acting in a way that acknowledges that burnout is real? It hits us differently and for different reasons, and there's there should be allowances and acceptance of that happens, and and we can work around that. We will be a part of helping you get out of that hole and not make it deeper. And I think you. Your suggestion, Brett, as like, hey, for my team, I want to start to build that culture and encourage them via an assignment, right? That does have specific instructions, right? Like, and Ben fair point, like it may not work for everybody. I think the just the the practice of, hey, take this time to think about what is important to you or like how you might do that differently. That's the starting point, I think, for anything, right? I think that's the starting point for. You've got to take a step back from yourself, look at your surroundings, do some introspection, right? What's happening to me and and my world around me and really focusing on like, hey, what's important, what do I need to be thinking about, what do I need to be working on? Um, and not even work rise, right? Just like in general, like what is what's driving the the feelings that I'm feeling and and that could be a way to help people recognize, hey, I'm burning out or I'm at an organization that is tolerant of burnout and just expects it, or maybe they don't recognize it. So I I think it's, it's, it's culture and it's, you know, where we, you know, have some time and have done some thinking and have had some experience and can pass on those learnings is, is the thing for us to do is to, this is how you recognize it. And these are some things that we might be able to do as a, as a group, as a business, as a team to, to not let this, you know, Be a thing anymore, not to propagate.
0: Yeah, we gotta stop saying the f word. I can't wait. Focus. Fine. 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 Oh, how are you doing today? I'm fine. It's it's. uh, Oh, hey, did you get all your stuff done? Oh yeah, I'm fine. That's good. It's the meme uh, with the the yellow dog
1: sitting in the fire, right? Oh yeah. The whole room's burning, and it's like it's fine.
0: fine. This is fine. fine. I honestly haven't seen that meme, but yeah. But I. But no, but I. That's but that's what we do, right? Yeah. and you ask anybody, it's fine. Yeah, and it's hard to yeah. say what's going on, and 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 also scary. <laughs> oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm I'm actually doing really bad. Some of them might even be like self-incriminating things. Well, I kind of screwed up at home, and I blew off work, and you know, like you know, I mean, but yeah. or whatever, whatever it is. But that's that's what we do.
1: There's a there's a check-in tec- technique from from a leadership training that I went to that was. Not, you know, how are you doing? Let's get the pleasantries out of the way. But it's really, how are you doing? Really, really. Mm-hmm. And you just be quiet mm-hmm. and let somebody like fill that quiet space with, with the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you have to start from a place of trust, as always. But yeah. I, I really enjoyed that concept of, like, how are you doing? Really, really. And it actually gave me permission as a leader to be more vulnerable and say, Hey, you know what? Up, I am not feeling motivated today, team. I'm just really not. I'm probably going to go check out for an hour and see if I can get back to where we're at and modeling that behavior. But it's hard for me to even recognize that I am stubborn in a way, pushing forward. It takes somebody to call it out and be like, hey, Mm -hmm. are you like, how are you actually doing? Do you need Mm -hmm. to go take time? Mm-hmm. And that yep. maybe that doesn't happen. I, I don't know. I, I'd also love to see how this applies though, back to like somebody working in a chicken plant, you know, packing chickens. Does this apply there? You know, I think about as privileged as we are to say, I, I want to go work and have purpose. Yep. How does that work in a chicken packing plant? Like, do mm-hmm. you have to have the best leaders in the world to make that like a, a rewarding environment to go to?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Purpose driven business is a big part of that. And sticking with the chicken packing example, you know, as as a leader, trying to put myself in the shoes of the executive board, board or executive officer for that type of organization, got to think the message would be, you know, you're not just packing chickens, you're you're feeding families, you're not just producing units for us as an organization, you're providing health to you know people who need it, right? And because those, those roles are important and those, those people deserve recognition and they deserve all the same the acknowledgement that your life, we all encounter the same things in life. It all, all matters. It all matters. Yeah. And, and the stressors might look different, but they hit us in very similar ways. And to be able to allow a worker who's packing chickens one day for him to be him or her to come in and say you know like hey I'm dealing with a family issue right now and I know I'm scheduled to work this 8 hour shift or whatever it is and 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 I just don't know if I can do that and and I think there's also things like safety around that right like right. you know it's like so what else are you impacting and are you a leader who's going to be able to say hey yes the the units that you provide that you're you're supposed to manage today they're not more important than what you are dealing with as a human being, as a person, the, the profit that we're going to forego or defer because of the, the situations that are if impacting you, my employee, we acknowledge it. We'll take that on. We'll push against the markets for that, and, and we'll stand up to be a different type of leader for, for those types of situations. I think it allows those employees to show up to be like, hey, I am making a difference. Hey, I, I, you know, I'm not just doing this thing. Um, I'm, I'm making an actual difference and, and my, my leaders actually live that, they breathe that, they support that uh, and I know I feel safe to, to bring those up. And I, I think it's missing. I think I'll, there's just so much of that missing and, and one of the questions I wanted, both like from both of your perspectives currently and maybe even historically is like, do you feel like your circle and speci- specifically work provides that, right? Brett, you're good at living that culture on your own because you know better does your organization believe that, right? Ben, I don't know you know what it's like for you in in your professional situation, but do, do your leadership and does your your supervision, you know, would they be okay with that type of mentality at any point in in your your operations, right?
1: What I can say that is I, I think everybody wants that. Execution on that is is a very different thing.
2: And let me like say one other thing too, just to maybe give you some more permission. And I and I got this from a friend here recently as well. Is I think it's okay, and I think it should be the the standard where you don't have to say why, like you don't have to give me or as a leader, right? To t- you don't have to break anything down just to say, hey, I need I need time, uh, I, I I can't be here today, like I've got something going on, and I just need you to be okay with it, right? Sort of thing. And, and I think that's the part that's missing, right? So like. Being vulnerable is hard. Like, let alone with people you feel safe with. Extend that to strangers and your boss, right? It's like no way. Like, no way. Like, people don't do that unless you have like a really safe spot. So I think the 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 mo needs to be: I don't need reasons, and I don't need you to explain. I don't need you to give me any depth. You just need to tell me that you need X Y Z, and we're going to help you get X Y Z.
0: Yes, I I hundred percent think I could do that. Okay. Okay. And, and I don't think it would be any questions asked or anything, right? You know, if I said, hey, I mean I, I need a personal day or something, or hey, I'm 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 out today or something. I I don't think anyone would question or ask. And they would they could give that. The the problem and then the, the chicken packer is, you know, the paid part. And and I'm sure I, I don't know, but I, I can only imagine how much safety drives behaviors at meat packing plant. So I'm sure that they are very aware. Like, hey, you know that this this uh, person's head is not screwed on straight today. You know, whatever. We're we're going to give them a pass because we don't want anyone to get hurt, mm-hmm. of course. Then, but you know, but what does that do financially? You know, if it, if it eats into your PTO time or your you know vacation sick days or whatever. I mean, then now you're coming to cultural things. Mm-hmm. Hey, I only have x amount of time off Mm -hmm. i want to take a vacation i want to do that i'm not going to waste one of those days on you know feeling bad or sorry for myself
2: i have follow-up questions so one being Uh so you feel safe doing that do you feel that's something that anyone in your organization feels like they could do i'm insulated from the factory workers okay Okay.
0: Which which would be more like what we're talking about here, right? Okay. Per I mean I mean using a, a, a an example like that. Sure. And and you know and and my company uh offers unlimited PTO, okay? Which is that sneaky way of being being very supportive but but also realizing that the culture of American workers mm-hmm. is that they are not going to use all their vacation time. Right. And
1: well, the, the so- culture of the company decides whether that's an actual benefit or not. Yeah. 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 So
0: <laughs> aside from that, though, so I'm, I'm insulated from really what we're talking about here. Right. Cause, cause we're, what we're really talking about is for somebody that does not have that flexibility. Right. And they are, you know, it's like, hey, uh, you're, you've, you've got, 14 days of vacation time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and if they are not able to have a, a paid absence due to mental health, now you're back to the thing, well, that, that's, that might be great that they recognize that. And, and that would also even add to more burnouts. It really is a, a mind shift that people need to recognize. So it's probably on both parties. From a business perspective, you need to incentivize the company Hey, why do you want to do this? Cuz if you have, you know, people with better me- mental health, they stay longer, they're more productive, uh, you know, stay employed, not hours in a day, but you know, they're they're better, they're this and that. And and then also put in, and like I said there there has to be at least an equal ownership for the employee, the individual
2: mm-hmm.
0: to recognize that this is happening mm-hmm. and takes to, ex- to kind of to, get to, to a to I, point to yeah. express that that need, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What do you think, Brett? Brett's got a very interesting look on his face. Like, he doesn't believe me at all.
1: Yeah. I think you really need to point some people in the right direction sometimes. Yeah. Almost like an addict in some ways. I, I have no doubt there are people in the workforce that will defend their work ethic and continue to burn out and expect others to burn out and call it work ethic. Yep. I kind of agree that it has to be equal parts on them. There has to be some sort of catalyst to change that that view of people and present why this is better. i read this book called The Burnout Fix. I don't know if you've seen this. I'll I'll put that in the show notes too.
0: Mm-hmm. Was it a good book? It was good.
1: I I'd, you know I cheated a little bit. I used uh, Blinkist. It just gives you like a summary of a book, and I I do that first and see if I like the book, and then I'll go back and read the whole thing. Mm. But good blink in that it mentions there's 120,000 deaths a year from chronic stress.
2: Really? Right? That's a lot. That's a lot. I don't even think I ever thought that stress would be like a reason for death, honestly. Right. Like chronic stress. Like that, I mean, this is crazy to think about. Yeah.
1: I mean, I have hypertension, right? I, mm-hmm. I, there's, there's no doubt. And I don't, I, sometimes I don't know how to get out of the, the cycle, you know, talking about needing
2: other people's help. Yeah. You know what's jumping out to me, though? Just hearing, hearing you say that. And it's, it's I I am ever so slightly tongue in cheek when I say this, but I actually feel like sincerely feel this. Everyone needs to go to therapy, everyone. And I think it would be, and again, this is maybe controversial even, but like, (laughs) it's like mandatory therapy when you come to work for my company, right? Like (laughs) we're gonna schedule an hour in a month or some frequency, right? Where a therapist is going to come sit in your office or, you know, you as an employee and they're just going to talk to you, right? And you're going to get paid for it. And um, it's just a space for you to express whatever you're feeling. It's got all the confidentialities that normally come with a therapist, patient relationship, being that catalyst for people, right? Really pushing them into this, this, the space where, hey, it's, it's okay for you to feel what you're feeling, whatever it is. You would want someone, the way that I'm, I'm, I'm picturing this scenario in my head, so this therapist or team of therapists would you know, also have company culture backing them in the sense that I, w- I want that employee to feel like they, they do have the space to...
1: Well, let me, let me yeah,
2: yeah. push on that, or, or, or at least maybe
1: throw this out there and see what you think. But it's less about the company culture driving that yeah but that would actually be leadership's commitment to changing culture because they would be carving out the space and it would be an expectation for you yeah to go get your head on straight. And that nothing says that leadership believes in something mm-hmm. more than that type of commitment,
2: mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I don't ever see that being a thing that happens for real. <laughs>
1: I bet you there are, I bet you there's companies out there that do that. I, I that don't would, know any love,
2: I would love to, like, that's a good point. Like We should look and research and find examples because I just, I, I think that's there's ways to, to, I think it's one, it's like, it'd be a, it's a very tangible example of how you could demonstrate to your your organization that we see you as a whole person and we don't want you just to balance your work and your life we right. want you to feel like this is part of your life and you can manage it with your life and that this is important but you've you've got the right level of importance around it and you're not using work either as a even as an escape right right then it goes back to the idea of Hey, I'm showing up to work because I want my worth actually to stand out, right? Like I only have to work 40 hours a week, but I'm going to put in 60, and I'm going to show them that I deserve that. You know, you know what I mean. And you, it, it, I think it's up to leadership and the culture to kind of push back against that if that's what you believe in, right? And if that's something you want to instill, right? You know, not this thing of like, hey, you're a good performer, you work a lot of hours, you're 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 here so so many parts of the day, you're answering e- emails on weekends. You know, it's almost like you've got to be the one, hey, let's not, I, you will not be rewarded for emailing on weekends. You will not be looked at any differently. Your, your performance is not measured by the hours you work or, you know, it, it's other things, right? And honestly, is there a way to like evaluate your performance on how you're showing up as a whole person, right? right. Which is, again, another weird concept, but, you know, it's just like, you, you've, I think as like a tip or like a, a, a thing that I'm thinking of is like, how can you as leaders implement things that people can see feel touch that show that that demonstrate that it's not just lip service or even if you mean it sincerely right like actions do speak louder than words and and that's just kind of a fun quote you know air air quotes you know example of like a way to maybe do that (laughs)
1: yeah there are so many tools right now that revolve around workplace mental health Mm -hmm. modern health is one of those tools I've seen it a couple of companies I've been at the part that is different is it all requires you to, you know, I totally. think to the earlier point it takes you to, to make that move. You have to make that action. And it, like, I can see a company right now that's already established saying we require you to go to therapy an hour, once a month. Some people would probably quit.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and, and be untrusting of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and oh, who, yeah. who's who's the therapist? Is that yeah. your therapist you trying or? to brainwash me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are totally. you trying to do? No, totally. there there would be a lot of people. Absolutely. And
1: but I, I think like if you committed, like if yeah. you were to say our vision and our purpose is to build the best human centric company to mm-hmm. do this, yeah. people would leave. That would be the first step of that culture change, right? Yeah. Well, there's a there's a book that's about leadership management, and it says one of the the biggest mistakes you can make a business is not pruning your first line managers, Mm. which is saying, you know, we've given you an opportunity to manage people. You're not doing a good job. You are no longer allowed to manage people. Mm. But instead we pile more on these people. We try to make it for it other ways. Somebody above them leaves. And then a year later, they're actually in a director level position, you know. Um, They waited it out. Right. And and creating this great environment for burnout. Just one person can do this in a in a Probably a fairly large company too can affect a large amount of people. So yeah, Yeah. uh, Yeah. interesting thoughts.
0: Yeah, and I I just uh, close up on that thought was you know it's uh, reminds me of smokers. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone knows all the dangers of smoking. Mm -hmm. Yet there's still a lot of smokers out there for sure. I keep saying this over and over again, but that's also where the employee or the other person has to take some responsibility. Yeah, and and no matter what, you would. You're not going to get everyone to buy in. Right. You know, not not everything works for everyone. So you know, it, it would never be a perfect system. Never. It's right. just a matter of giving somebody an additional tool to help get out of and and prevent
2: future burnout. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, to turn that on you too. Mm-hmm. just shy of mandating, present an incentive that is too enticing to turn down. Right. And, and, you know, like, I don't know if I've actually seen that. So the best example I can think of is one of the, uh, like, uh, encounters I've had with many companies is they'll pay you a hundred, like 150 bucks or something. If you get your annual physical, yeah. right. Just something, it's like a preventative measure, you get your blood drawn, like you'll talk to a doctor. We don't need to, we, we don't need to know anything. We just want you to do it and show that you did it. And, and, and then we will compensate you for that. That's beautiful. Right. And so I think if you do the same thing and really match the incentives for employees right and and again if I'm, I'm piecing this together as i'm talking out loud but it would be like if you do it once a month you get you know, we'll put an extra of like 50 bucks in your like you know just every time you go to a session to some limit in a month like we will pay you per session almost right as as a way to just like hey take that time unplug talk to someone you know piece it all together and we're going to be there on the outside of that to help you kind of manage or deal with whatever's happening when, as those sessions are happening. So yep. that's what I think of. Yeah.
1: I love the way you pulled that together because I was thinking earlier, I didn't know how to express it, but alignment is an issue. Mm-hmm. As a leader, I can expect you to go take time off, but then I also am driving you to, to meet some sort of numbers or performance that you can't, don't let the date slip, right? Yep. There's a complete misalignment of, of expectations. And I think what you did is bring it back to incentives, which we talk about frequently. Mm-hmm. If you align those incentives with the culture you want to have, mm-hmm. that's how you get it there. You're not going to tell your people that they have to go to therapy, but you're going to make it worth a <laughs> while. Right?
2: I am. Yeah, I, I'm going to make it so that it's hard for you to say no to that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Love that. Final thoughts for me and I teased it at the beginning, so just to kind of full circle. I, I spent some time this week trying to explore benefits of burnout. I wanted to see, it's so com- I know it's so commonplace, it's something that we all deal with. Is there, is there a reason beyond like that's just the systems we've built that have made that situation the way it is? For the, the, the stuff that I've researched so far, I've not found anything that actually demonstrates or kind of makes an argument for burnout in terms of hey it's good to put extra stress on you you know it's good to kind of push your boundaries all those things are true right kind of taking on responsibilities getting out of your comfort zone are good and developmental and are things that each person should pursue to the point where it gets you to the burnout Brett you know the the spiraling hole of hey I'm I'm in this and I can't get out of it the hey I wake up and my soul is crushed the minute consciousness returns to me. You know it's like there's no benefit to that. And in in any situation or context that I could yet find, uh, which isn't surprising, right? <laughs> I don't think that should be a surprising revelation, but just for for listeners and for us, you know, and, and trying to lean into the challenging, our, our perspectives on some of these topics, that's where I went. And I really just landed at, you know, burnout is something to be mani- to minimized and to be eliminated where possible. We have enough context to know how bad it is so i I don't even want the, the the feeling to be like, "Oh, you have to experience the bad to know what the good is. I think we've got all the bad that we've we can you we we've got all that right We have all the evidence and data we need to show that this is not something that's helpful or supportive or productive, and, and we've got to do better as a society and as especially as a business community to to not let this be something that is just seen as the status quo and is a part of life we've got to we've got to turn this around intentionally
0: yeah. I think the that, that uh Burnout affects a lot more people that they would acknowledge, you know, right? I mean, I, I don't think enough people acknowledge this. I think everyone has to, hopefully with the the help of their employer and, and also friends and family and whatever else, you know, whatever else is out there, you've got to look at what some of the signs are, look at, uh, you know, some of the to just nice, easy, how do I get out of this? How do I deal with it? And, and, and acknowledge some of these things and, and instead of just being so, you know, motivated to, to get to the next thing or get the next thing done to be a little bit more, more present and what's going on with yourself.
1: Nice. I think we touched on a lot of this from a societal perspective, but we have to unwind a lot of what we've created. Um, business is personal. Working smarter, not harder is is not a thing anymore. Yeah. Um, well, refer to the AI show, but we can, we can argue that one. <laughs> it's going to create a lot of stress, too. We have to, at some point, step back and realize and acknowledge that we are actively choosing profits over people. Mm-hmm. And there has to be some sort of line drawn when that's not okay. as a manager too i th- I think a commit I made a commitment already to challenging my team to get out of their chairs and just go think or walk or get away. I would also encourage anybody else to to model the behavior they want to see. I think that's super important. I would as a board member, honestly, I would probably check in with my leaders of my company mm-hmm. and ask specifically, what did you do today?" that that show showed a commitment to to this this new culture or thinking mm-hmm. and try to create some sort of accountability loop. So mm-hmm. one hundred and twenty thousand deaths chronic stress. Not OK. Not, not good. Yeah. That's not good at all. Good. Let's go. Thanks for listening. Support us on boardroom.fm or subscribe on your favorite platform. As always, put your mask on first. Take care, folks.
2: let go.